This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show just for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this bite-sized episode, Jason and Kyle share a practical tip that every e-commerce leader should know. Let's jump in. Friends, we have a fantastic topic today. Uh, I don't talk about this enough anymore, but man, we definitely should. And so today it's all about Pinterest, friends. All about Pinterest. Pin it. Pin so it. Pinning on um, Shopify. Rebranded for one show only. <laughs> one night only. <laughs> one show only. We're rebranding as pinning on Shopify. Exactly. Now, uh, let's jump into it because I think we've got a lot to cover. This is going to be, I think, a really, really fun topic. First of all, uh, let me just say, um, if you're not familiar with Pinterest for e-commerce purposes, then stick with us. We're going to give you some how-to, some practical steps some very specific answers to top of mind questions, especially for e-commerce sellers, whether you're on Shopify or on selling on Amazon or Etsy, eBay, whatever. Uh, In this next whatever, 45 minutes or an hour, we'll dig into this with you, give you some real actionable uh, Pinterest related uh, traffic strategies. So let's do it, man. We ready? Yeah. So Pinterest, this tiny little website. Yeah. No traffic whatsoever right yeah no not at all i mean it's growing yeah no it's 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 really rocking and rolling i think that and it has been for a while yeah uh, when you think social media though you immediately think facebook facebook you think instagram uh you might think even twitter at some level and then there's this this little site pinterest that rocks 175 million monthly active users Is that what it's up to now? Yeah. Dude. As of January of 2018, 175 million active users, 75 million in the US. Wow. uh, 50 billion plus pins. Wow. 50 billion pins. So definitely, definitely has traffic, has eyeballs. Yeah. Interesting though, and I never would have guessed this, that Pinterest users who save shopping pins, right? Yeah. So they, they pin things that they want to actually buy, which we are going to talk about. Yes. Two million users use Pinterest as a wish list uh, for their shopping. Just as a straight up wish list. Yeah. Just as like, hey, that looks yeah. awesome. I'm pinning this to a board. And I'm going to yeah. figure out how I can buy that at later. That's pretty cool. I never would have guessed that at any yeah. level that Pinterest would be rocking that level of uh, intent from. Yeah. yeah. From a lot of people have been doing research on what exactly people use Pinterest for. And, and that's really the interesting part. Um, I saw somewhere, some quote, I've got it here. 93% of active pinners said they use Pinterest to plan for purchases. And 87% said they purchased something because of Pinterest. So it's basically a shopping tool, you know, a browsing tool for shopping. An influence tool as well. I would would say like if you're trying to figure stuff out and you see somebody who you're following or a brand that you really like or just an item that looks cool, it seems to be like if that's found on Pinterest, it's given some weight into the buying decision of of the target audience. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, Very man. Good. And I know there are a lot of people who are listening to this. If they're not into Pinterest, they think, nah, I've got reasons why I'm not into it. So right. we're definitely going to need to just 
bust through some of that. Blow, blow through those myths. I have it. reasons why I, I want to ignore all these buyers. We'd yeah. love to hear them. Exactly. Uh, because hopefully we can disarm those and, and give you a path yeah. forward and actually incorporating Pinterest into your uh, sales strategy, into your social media strategy. But before yeah. we do that, how in the world did you even get onto Pinterest and yeah. you know, plugged into it? Because I think you have a book on it. If I'm, uh, I do, I do. Yeah. Pinterest power was my first real book with McGraw Hill. And uh, the way it came about was a story tale type blogging experience. But the way we got onto Pinterest was, um, as I recall correctly, it was the summer of 2011. So a long time ago now. Back in the ancient days. Um, I always, you know, I just always look at our site analytics to see where referral traffic's coming from. And I remember that summer, like June or so, I saw Pinterest, like sent some traffic. But, you know, it was like way down the list of referral sources. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Who cares? So I didn't take the time to look at it. So then next month, it's a lot more traffic, but it still wasn't even in like my top five sources of referral traffic. So I was like, I don't care. I don't have time for that. So then the, like by August, it was like the second or third leading source of referral traffic to our website. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? And it was it was, you know, at the time we had spent a ton of time and energy on contests on YouTube because that was our first source of uh, social traffic for, for our biz was YouTube. And so um, this thing I never even heard of, Pinterest, was rivaling YouTube in terms of all the traffic it was sending to our website. So, of course, we had to look into it and be like, what, what is this? So um, looked into it, found out kind of what it was. It was obviously at first it was like, how does it work? And, um, but we could quickly see if the trend continued, this thing was going to absolutely rock our, our site traffic. And it, and it was already by that summer. So, um, I decided to, over the fall, I decided to really kind of learn about it. And then I set up, um, I think it was in December, 2011, I set up a blog called marketingonpinterest.com and I was just going to blog about my journey of trying to understand and set up uh, Pinterest for, for marketing purposes and um, blogged my brains out in um, the Christmas time holiday of 2011. In two weeks, I blogged like 25 articles. You can still go check out marketing on Pinterest.com. You're a beast. And um, I was pretty OCD on it because it was just taken off like a rocket and nobody had Really, I mean, there was no content on the internet about marketing on Pinterest. So two weeks later, I got a book deal offer and uh, turned out to be with McGraw-Hill. And uh, the rest is history, I guess, in terms of, you know, uh, that stuff. But it just, it grew out of my personal obsession with just trying to understand how to do Pinterest um, as, you know, an e-commerce seller. And uh, that's kind of how we got started in it. Yeah. No, that's cool. And so how does Pinterest fit into your current marketing strategies and where you're at today? Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, the, you, you basically, if you start to manage traffic from various sources, you think through, okay, you know, what are my sources of traffic? You and I are working on our awesome new inner circle training called the traffic breakthrough uh, sessions. And we're doing those with students, but there's basically, I would say nine specific sources of, of traffic 
to a website. And some of those are relatively minor. Um, obviously one of the big buckets is social. Um, and so, you know, the way I look at it is for, for organic social, meaning not paid, um, you know, for us, the top is Facebook. Second is Pinterest. Right. And, but on any given day for actual e-commerce transactions, Pinterest can rival Facebook. Yeah. And if we'll do special activities or whatever, whatever, we get some real virality going on a Facebook post or something, then Facebook wins. But uh, Pinterest for the amount of time we spend mm-hmm. on Pinterest for it to be competitive with Facebook is really almost an embarrassment because we don't spend right, any right. time on it, you know? And if, if we were really looking at it objectively and said, well, you know, are we spending time on the stuff that's doing the best for us? We probably should shift a lot of time away from Facebook and onto Pinterest. But yeah, that's sort of how we look at it. And no, it does that's, very well. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I read also a fact that said that 5% of all referral traffic across the entire internet comes yeah. from Pinterest. Which is, um, you might be surprised to know, is a big, big number. So um, the biggest, the, like, the biggest sources of referral traffic, you know, and referral traffic means, you know, websites or, you know, sources sending traffic to websites, uh, you know, organic search is the biggest. And uh, so Google's got that on lockdown, but then Bing and, you know, people use Yahoo or whatever. Those are, you know, those uh, browsers are the way that happens. And then uh, direct typing in the URL. I call that branded browsing. You know, it's like where it's like, I just like Lita Art Journals. I know them. I go to their website and I buy one. Or like Tom's Shoes. You know, I don't need to search for anything. I just open right. the internet and I browse right to where I want. It's called branded browsing. I call it branded browsing. I don't know. I don't think anybody else calls it branded browsing, but I do. Uh, Trademark alert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Facebook's the third biggest source of referral yeah. traffic. And uh, it's a beast. I mean, it has, it has just become a staggering source. And then as, as far as I understand it, Pinterest is still in the fourth slot. Well, maybe something's deposed it, but um, that, those are sort of the top of the list in terms of how you get referral traffic. It's amazing. So That, that is yeah. crazy. Right. Uh, and I never would have guessed if you were to like quiz me on that. Uh, well, based on the fact that I, I do kind of geek out about these things, I probably would have known, but maybe not at the extent of some of the numbers that Pinterest provides uh, or has when it comes for uh, influencing purchasing decisions. I've, I've not, I would have not made that correlation or connection um, at, at any, at any level. I just completely over my head. It is, it overperforms for what you think. I mean, like you just don't think about it it being as competitive as it is. And it's not, you know, it's like not, popular anymore i mean it had a flash of kind of brilliance in 2012 2013 when my book came out right. everybody's sort of always focused on facebook now which right whatever but yeah so then how in your opinion does pinterest differ from other social sites mm. so there's something yeah. to keep it going and keep it yeah going. yeah i mean the, the the biggest um one way i like to look at it is like um if you, if you take a social action, um, there's an interesting idea that related to the idea of a half-life of a social action, how long a social action or, or socially shared content piece is valuable. And so, for example, if you tweet, most people know the next day, you're not going to get any traction on that tweet. It just sinks into the abyss. All right. uh, Facebook is pretty short 
in terms of the, you know, you might call it the half-life or shelf-life right, of, right. of a content piece. Facebook's pretty short. I mean, you, you know, you have to scroll real far back, you know, to see somebody's, you know, if they've shared a week or two ago. Um, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then you think about other platforms, like, for example, YouTube. YouTube videos have insanely long shelf lives. You know, the yeah. YouTube videos, incredibly powerful for, for, it could be for years, just sending, you know, just out there doing its thing. And Pinterest is sort of like that. The Pinterest pins have a lot of, um, you know, I guess you could say energy for a long time, uh, referral traffic power for a long time. So, so I kind of look at it that way, like, okay, if I'm going to invest into, uh, you know, social media marketing mm-hmm. activities, mm-hmm. um, how long will it benefit me? You know, what, if what I'm doing right now in the next 10 minutes only benefits me for five minutes, All right. really a good return on my time and energy, or if it benefits me for weeks or months, um, you know, so that's kind of how I think about it as it relates to other social media sites. Um, yeah. There's another, another interesting component to that, which is most people haven't thought about, but as it relates to referral traffic to, to websites, because you might wonder like, well, why is Pinterest so good? Like compared to, you know, why does it destroy everything else? Like, you know, Twitter or, you know, Instagram, it, it destroys you, even YouTube. Why, why is that? Well, the, this is the cool part. So think of a, like um, Facebook, mm-hmm. what's the, what's the social action in Facebook that you take most often? What do you do on Facebook as I like a social? It. You like it. Okay. So you like it mm-hmm. uh, in YouTube. What do you do? You, you can like, or you can comment. Most likely. Uh, general, like. What are you actually doing? You just hit play, right? You in general, you're just going to watch it. Right. Gen- most right. You, YouTube most videos just get watched. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Twitter is there, I mean, maybe uh, retweet, maybe, maybe, or, or you yeah. could like, you might like yeah. a, a tweet, but yeah. Usually it's just and Instagram is, you know, you double tap and you you heart you heart it. Yeah, you like it. Well, so do any of those when you do those um create a referral link back to a website? They do not. not. So that's what's the interesting part about Pinterest is when you share a Pinterest pin from a website, and we'll talk about you know kind of how that's important, Mm -hmm. how to do that. Um the common social action is to repin the image. That is what mm-hmm. is the thing you do in Pinterest. You right. repin images. And every time you repin an image, you're making a, a duplicate hmm. of the image and the link to the website. Interesting. So in terms of referral traffic, the social actions on Pinterest are what really makes the referral links and referral traffic skyrocket relative to all the other social media sites. Nobody ever talks about that. Nobody thinks about it, but that's how, that's why it works so well. Yeah. So that is, that is pretty cool. I didn't, I had no idea that that's how that process uh, went down. Yeah. So in, so that's cool. So we've established that Pinterest should not be ignored. I I mean, I've come to that conclusion and, and we don't like we have um, in our company, we have probably like, I don't know, the close to 350 Pinterest followers and we're fairly active pinning and posting things but it doesn't mean that we obviously couldn't take it to another level or or get better 
But what are some great examples of Pinterest success or, or people that we should go and, and emulate or, or go look at, see what they're doing, give us some some great Pinterest people to follow other than Pixie Fair, yeah. who um, does a good job with Pinterest? I actually, you know, for the book, I, um, I was just looking for my little list I wrote down. Um, for the book, I interviewed uh, probably about mm, eight to ten people that are crushing it on Pinterest. And, um, the, and including, I, I interviewed the Pinterest team themselves and asked them a bunch of questions. So that was awesome. cool. Their PR team did an interview, but, um, mod cloth crushes it, Berta style, um, made by Dana, Dana Willard, um, Ashley Hackshaw. Um, I could go on and on Josephine Kimberlin. There's, oh, there's a whole group of people and, and, you know, you can look at the big brands now too. This, this stuff is from, you know, when I interviewed people, it was kind of the early adopters. Mm-hmm. Now you can just go see kind of what the big brands do. Of course, they crush right, right. it. Um, and just look to see what they do. And every sector, you know, all of us are in different niches or industries. Right. So the simplest thing to do is go find the leading Pinterest users in your niche or industry. See what they do. See how they do it. Right, right. You know, I think that's, yeah. the, that's the best way to do it. For us personally, you know, in the that's that summer to fall of 2011, um, we, it, it basically did crazy things to our business, um, doubled our revenue, um, our auctions, the traffic to our auctions at that time, because we did a lot of eBay auctions, uh, the traffic quadrupled to our auctions. So we went from wow. an average of 500 uh, auction views uh, to uh, over 2000. Um, wow. And so, you know, that's, those are the types of impacts it can have. Now we caught the wave, you know, like 2011, 2012, you didn't make that wave. You caught that wave if you were lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can talk about how and why uh, people have just kind of organically caught the wave with Pinterest or how they haven't. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we definitely got, we got a lucky break in that regard. So, right. Yeah. How, have you have you noticed any changes in terms of how Pinterest works or provides traffic from that way to now? Yeah, I mean, I think in general, um, see, because what happened from like 2010 to 2012, Pinterest was documented as the fastest growing website on the internet. Uh, YouTube had that record before. I think Pinterest went from something like, 50,000 users to like 17 million in like nine months or some crazy thing like that. So, so obviously what happened is that wave was more like a tsunami wave, you know, and then, uh, but now it's, it's, it's obviously no more stable. It's you know, there's not user growth in the same extraordinary crazy way. So to the extent that people have joined Pinterest, created a, you know, a Pinterest pin board, they may have come set up their pin board, done their pinning. And if they, if you weren't on their radar, you might've lost that opportunity, but the mm-hmm. active users are still, of course, pinning and repinning. And there's a lot that you can do to incent it with your own audience. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely, there's a huge difference between 2010 to 2012, right. 13 sure. to today. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that there's not huge, massive volume still. Oh, yeah. And probably growing volume. Yeah. And the rules might be slightly different. It may not be as easy. Yeah. But that's okay. Because once you establish 
it seems like when you get a good Pinterest rhythm down and you're producing yep. good content, that really provides some serious referral traffic. Uh, Absolutely. Particularly, particularly if your demographic and your target audience fits the Pinterest target demographic. Like if yeah. I was trying to sell like, I don't know, like fishing rods on Pinterest, it may be a little bit tougher. There you go. But maybe not. I mean, I do, think. Are I, you saying you did it, or you were just hypothetical? No, I was saying hi- hypothetically. Oh, like, okay. If that was the case, like, because I, I think yeah. only about seven. Now, women can fish too. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty sure. of women fishers, so I don't want to yep. put them. Yep. Put them in a, in a box. But I think seven percent of uh, traffic or pins were for from men. Yeah. So it's a primarily female yeah. audience. Yep. But that's still a wide audience. But that's something to keep in mind. If your target audience is male. Pinterest mm-hmm. may not be the best uh, yeah. platform for you. But how many e-commerce sellers would say that that's true? Yeah, it's that's true. not that exactly. many. And there's some niches, yeah. but sure, sure. Yeah, but yeah. there are a lot more niches that are sort of gender neutral, um, right. or a yeah. lot of niches that women would actually like. Let's say you have a guy product, whatever that's pocket knives or you know, drugs or what. I don't, that's so, it, this is so sexist, but anyway. I know I feel like so, we're, this is going downhill quickly, but well, I'm just saying, um, let's just say you have a product like that. Right. Like ladies still buy tons of like stuff for that. Cause it's like giftable stuff. And yeah, you know, that kind yeah, of, that's what I was going to say too. Even if your target market was men, if your yeah. marketing was giftables the giftable the buy the perfect gift for this guy, this, you know, the, yep. I don't know, this, the, whatever. Yeah. It, it still works. It still becomes yep. a channel. So yeah. I, I, a lot wanted of, to, I wanted to clear that out of the way. Cause some people are like, Oh, it's only women. But well, no. a lot of people use that as an excuse. Right. As if to say, I don't need to use Pinterest because it's 93% women or whatever. Right. Right. But that's so like, that's so not a good reason No, for almost every business. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that, that was where I was it's trying like to get the to opposite of a good, it's a bad reason. Like you should flip right. it around and be like, okay, now I know how to get in front of all the, you know, female buyers. So, well, and in, in many ways, maybe your marketing even gets better because you're focused on speaking yeah. to a female buyer right. as opposed to not, or, or trying to be super broad. Yeah. So I think, I think it's, it's a good thing. And it's something to be noted, yep. but you, you plow forward and you, you take advantage of the channel yep. and what that channel represents for you. Yep. Right. And Absolutely. then you know, in it. Yep. So with that, what are the prime, you know, so that's one error. That's one mistake yep. about Pinterest. You just make an assumption about a platform and you just write it off. What are some other mistakes or errors that you've seen other people trying to move e-commerce products um, yeah. on Pinterest? Yeah, there are a few that are very, very common. It still happens today. And this is sort of what we would, you know, um, consult or advise people as it relates specifically to Shopify. A lot of people, when they think about Pinterest, think of it like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and say, okay, I'm going to do Pinterest. I have to go set up in a Pinterest account and then start doing whatever I'm supposed to do that these guys Mm -hmm. tell me to do. But actually, What's really interesting, what's even, you know, sort of more interesting is if you want to get Pinterest to start working for you, you really actually could start on your own website, specifically Shopify, or if you have a different e-commerce platform, um, and set it up so that Pinterest users can pin items easily and even incent that behavior. So, for example, let's just say 
let's just say hypothetically, you said to yourself, I want to crush it on Pinterest without creating a Pinterest account and doing any work in Pinterest myself. Is that possible? The answer is yes. So basically, I mean, you can set things up so that you, you ask your customers to pin images. Um, you know, you can go to Pinterest, find a Pinterest pin and then set up a contest and have people pin it to win it or do a repin contest and have a contest repinning an image that was maybe from your site that you didn't add to Pinterest um, and totally blow it up and have hundreds or thousands of uh, those image replicated as it's repinned. Right. all of those pointing to your website. Um, so that's the main um, concept that's hard for people to get wrap their head around is it's actually more website intensive work than mm -hmm. it is uh, on Pinterest. And especially right. if you have a website that's not really set up well for Pinterest, some right. sites are, some sites aren't. Some people have gotten kind of lucky and it just, they have a site that works well for Pinterest. Some people yeah. unfortunately haven't. And then they're the ones that sort of need remedial uh, activities um, on their site to get it to work properly. And we can talk through what that looks like. But. Sure. Yeah. I think that's cool. I actually, I saw it in kind of uh, some prep work, if you would, when we've talked about Pinterest before, if I remember uh, there were four factors off the top of my head, I think that the Pinterest algorithm looks for um, in order to actually show your pins on. Tell me, Pinterest. tell me, what is it? What is um, it? And the first one I, it was it was what website it was like domain quality i think yeah. so they actually look they'll look yeah. to see at the quality of your your yeah. domain whether it's getting traffic whether it produces yeah. high quality um yeah. content and that's the first thing that they look for right and then the other thing is they look at the actual pin quality yeah and then they'll look at your account as the as the pinner yeah. whether it has well and then the actual relevance um to the topic to the yeah. topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. those are the, those are the things that I had seen. Um, this was a while back. I was trying to yeah. remember what, what they were, but first and foremost, it has to do with your website, not your Pinterest account. Right. Which yeah. Is and that's, I mean, that's my, that's my whole point is exactly. and, and like when we caught the wave, you know, 2011, when, when that, when it kind of snuck up on us and mm -hmm. we didn't know wh who, what Pinterest was or why, why were so many people were coming to our website from Pinterest, right. it was because we have a very visually rich, website yeah. with a lot of great photos that our customers loved. They loved them so much. They wanted to save them on their pin boards. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's how we set up our website and it just lent itself to being used, you know, Pinterest users using it that way. So, you know, it, the main thing I would say is high quality photography, high quality right. product photography, high quality, what I call lifestyle photography, um, mm -hmm. You can, especially on your blogs, a lot of people make the mistake of not having a primary image on their blog, which is a super fundamental mistake. Right. So what you want to do is you want to have, even if there's just a straight, you know, five paragraph blog mm -hmm. or 20 paragraph blog, you want to create a graphic at the top that says what the title of the blog article is. Mm -hmm. And so that people who come across it, who want to add it to a pin board, collection of pins in Pinterest will have an image that they can share on Pinterest. And if you don't do that work for them, they won't share a, a blog article that has no imagery. They just, yeah. it, it just isn't Pinterest friendly. So right. that's a kind of a core sort of basic behavior that bloggers and e-commerce sellers need to 
think through. And then obviously product photography is vital. We right. do, you know, and this is where eBay and Amazon sellers sort of have a disadvantage compared to Shopify sellers because on eBay and Amazon, they sort of train you have a product shot that's just on a white background, you know, sort of just the image. And um, of course on Shopify, you can have those images, but you can also have the lifestyle type image, full bleed, you know, mm-hmm. the product in, in the wild, I like to say right, right. on a table or, you know, in the yeah. backyard or however your, you know, product photography makes sense. And those images um, can, can be obviously be in your product listing, right. secondary, third image. And are highly pinnable. That's the yep. stuff that you'll see on Pinterest frequently, and uh, so that's all on us as e-commerce, right, right, right. Product photographers yep. say, "Have I set up my customers for success on Pinterest?" So, yeah, no, that, that's super cool. That a side note on the Amazon, they they force you to have a white background. One yep. is that they're trying to standardize the experience, but also the the main image on your listing is what picture that pops up in the Amazon fulfillment warehouse and what they need to pick out to actually put oh, in the really? So it speeds up the process. If, no. if your image is up there and you're, you're doing like a, some sort of lifestyle shot and there's a bunch of stuff um, going around, it would be too confusing for them to be like, oh, yeah. what product what is, is this? And it slows them down. Slowing, wow. Slowing fulfillment down is not an Amazon's MO. So if it's a white background, here's your product, make sure it's clear. It is pick it, they go, they put it in the box. The robots go on and do their thing. But yeah. interesting, when I, when I toured a Amazon fulfillment center last year and we were walking past the pickers and you're like seeing and you're like, oh, that's the listing. That's, why. that's the main yeah. image right up on their computer screen yeah. as they're picking it out and putting it. So, so those, just, those are very rarely ever in Pinterest. They're just not interesting for Pinterest. No, they're, they're boring pictures. Yeah. They're, they're there to, to – yeah. uh, standardize the Amazon experience, but also make it easier for the people to pick out what you were, what the image or what the product should be when they ship it. Yeah, but exactly from, from a Pinterest environment and in their ecosystem, it's all about high quality, beautiful looking photography and yeah. the stuff you want to share with your friends. Like you yeah. wouldn't want to share with your friends, boring art. And yeah, so exactly. why would you want to pin that? You don't. And yeah. that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so starting with your website, then you're thinking about making sure that your your boards. So that's the other thing. How would you structure a Pinterest account? Like if you sure. wanted to get yeah. started, okay. let's talk about. So how you do your website it. first, and you say you got that totally on lockdown, and you've got some traction, some traffic coming from Pinterest, and you say, okay, now it's time to go in Pinterest and do the work. Yeah. So right. I mean, I think the main thing that where I see e-commerce sellers, at least the newbies, or like back in the day, two thousand. Uh, 10 to 2013, I'd see this mistake commonly. And that is that they would join Pinterest and then they would be like, well, what, what should our pin boards be? Well, we really have, we like, you know, we have a dog that's our mascot. Let's set up a pin board about him. Or, you know, we're, we're from Indiana and let's set up a pin board about local activities for us in Indiana. And it was all of course, them centric, (laughs) which is, you know, then, and I think most right. people who are thoughtful marketers would say, wait, la, let's think about the customer and really make the whole experience for the customer experience. Right. So that's what your pin board collection should look like. So if you're uh, an author, speaker, consultant, you're pinning articles that have great content and, you know, inspirational quotes, et cetera, et cetera. 
and organize them appropriately for your industry. If you're into uh, muscle cars and that's you sell car parts or something like that, then maybe you do it by, you know, car type um, or parts type, something like that. So you, you put your thinking cap on as if it's a tool for your customer, because that's really what ultimately what it is. And as we've already talked about the customer buying and pre browsing for, you know, for Mm pre-purchasing, that's exactly what they're looking for. They're trying to sort your e-commerce goods into logical uh, wish lists almost. And so you want to think through how to best do that for them. Um, Yeah. So that, I mean, that's the basic idea for how to set it up and you can go as deep into that as you want to. Obviously if you have real um, thin inventory and you're going to be running out of stuff all the time, that's less ideal. You you know, you kind of want to think through, okay, can I have a lot of my inventory that has a deep, you know, uh, you know, inventory count in it so that, you you know, you don't want people to come from Pinterest to some product that's sold out um, all the time. So that's something to think through, but a lot of collections, a lot of, and then you can go real interesting where you can do a lot of seasonality things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do a lot of specialty things, um, you know, where you think through, okay, is there any specific user community as like a sub community in my, uh, you know, customer base mm-hmm. and start to identify how you could set things up for them. Um, yeah. You know, their specific use case, that kind of stuff. And that's really how you start to build a list of pins that you would build into, you know, pin boards, the collections on Pinterest. Yeah. No, that's super cool. Uh, one of the other things I noticed about Pinterest is that they yeah. do have an ad platform. Have they do indeed. Tested it. Does it work? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Tell me about it. I actually, if you go to so true confessions here, I stopped blogging actively about Pinterest probably two and a half, three years ago. Nonetheless, my marketing on Pinterest.com blog is still totally there. And the last series that I did on that was a set of screen capture tests where I set up, um, you know, uh, paid uh, promoted pins on Pinterest and I documented the outcomes and walked through. I could never make it work to make money. I mean, just just a straight up like positive ROI for our um, e-commerce site. But we have a really, really low price point product range. You know, our, our prices are really low right. uh, in general. So, you know, if I had, you know, 100 e-commerce websites to play with to set up promoted pins, you know, it'd be interesting to see what works. I think there's probably a, you know, you, you have to have a price point that's going to be logical so that your ROI on the ad spend is going to make sense. But for us, I never got to that point. So I, I don't use uh, promoted pins right. very often. Now, maybe I should retest it because it was real early into their, you know, um, promoted pin uh, advertising uh, product when I tried all that. But yeah, so you can go and, and check out those uh, videos and see sort of how it works and that kind of thing. Now, that's yeah, a couple years that, old, but hey, that, yeah. that'd be cool. Like I knew that they offered ads. I've never even spent more yeah. than five seconds. Considering let me it. tell you, let me but. tell you this piece though. And here's a super, super cool part. And now, you know, maybe I should go back and rerun my numbers because this is actually magical. When you promote on Facebook with a boost, you know, boost a post on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, the post is still there after you shut off the boost. Right. right. But um, ads are immediately shut off. 
on Facebook when you stop paying, mm -hmm. right? Well, when you do promoted pins, you know, the way it works is you put it in front of new people and they repin it, right? So all these repins are happening. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as you shut off the promoted pin payment, all of those pins are still out there. I mean, you've paid yeah. to have that thing replicated and those people's accounts could certainly catch fire, have another, mm -hmm. you know, hundred repins or whatever, right? thousand or 10,000, you just, you don't know. And so all of that, at that point, organic traffic, because it's mm -hmm. like, it was organic to start with, then you promoted it. So it's paid traffic in a way, right. then you shut it off. And all of the work that was done for all those repins is now in essence, organic traffic, all that's still out there. So what I paid for five, six years ago or four, four years ago, um, it's, it's still out there. I guess it would be in three years ago, something like that. So that's an interesting part of uh, the Pinterest advertising platform. No, that's cool. Um, okay. Side note. I did ask, um, <laughs> No, I forgot about this. Uh, it's not really a side note. This is about Pinterest ads, but I forgot. <laughs> we did run a Pinterest campaign for like a week or two. What happened? Um, I, I was trying to pull up my data. That's oh. what I was like distracted oh. by. So we ran, we spent 90 bucks. Yeah. And we got 91 clicks. So it wasn't that. I, I my, my intern was running this okay. one. I was like, hey. Buck a click. You, you can spend a hundred bucks um, on Pinterest, go ahead and play with yeah. it and try to try to run it. So yeah. it's about a dollar a click. And I think it was promoting to a, um, our, the first giveaway that we were, that we were promoting, but it got impressions, got clicks, but that was interesting. No. Sales? Any sales? Well, it was going strictly to the giveaway. I'd have to go oh, in and like okay. splice. Yeah slice if, if it was right. if anyone from the giveaway um got you worked but that one might be an interesting thing when you talk about our so the social yep. uh social giveaway which we're going to be relaunching here yes um, we are yeah nice segue into into that yep. um we are going to be relaunching social uh, contest blueprint maybe i should do a little case study in yep. trying to use pinterest to like get yep. some of the uh the giveaways uh, boosted and launched. Promote your contest. We actually use uh, one contest component we use regularly, which is, I think, genius. I like the idea. Is when we run our contest, what we'll frequently do is we'll pin an image on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Then in the contest, contest entry methods, we'll say as an entry method, go to Pinterest and repin this pin and we'll include the Pinterest pin right, right. URL. So they click into their Pinterest account, they repin the image from right. our Pinterest account, and we literally can have dozens or hundreds or thousands of repins of that pin like that. And it doesn't cost us anything. Um, nice. So that's how we, we frequently do that with Pinterest. Um, and then of course you can have people follow your account on Pinterest as a, one of the social entries as well for a right. contest, which is a yep. great way to blow up your Pinterest account. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think that is awesome, man. Well, All right. I think I, I'm and every time we have these conversations about different channels, I'm like, yes, I'm getting super pumped about this. So what it's are some good. action steps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about action steps. So if yeah. someone watches this and they're like, okay, Pinterest is cool. I, I'm kind of getting pumped about yeah. trying to test this. What are some baby steps that they could implement? Like, today? I think the first thing they should be looking at is their analytics inside. If, of course, they're on Shopify, they've got uh, mm -hmm. Shopify analytics. And uh, look to see what your social referral 
uh, traffic looks like and um, where Pinterest stacks up in that. Um, and then, of course, if you've got Google Analytics installed on your site as well, go look at your uh, social, um, you know, your acquisition section from, of Google Analytics and see where your Pinterest users are coming from. You can see down to the pin level um, where people are coming from to your right. website, which is very, very cool. Um, so that's step one. Step two then is, you know, dig into the resources. Marketing on Pinterest.com, I've got tons of blog articles all about how to set all this stuff up. Still totally relevant. Uh, basic marketing strategy that mm -hmm. is still completely and totally relevant. I give away there. Go feel free to browse that. And then marketing yeah. on Pinterest, um, uh, sorry, the Pinterest Power Book is still mm -hmm. a bestseller on Amazon, actually, which is ridiculous. Um, but I wrote it in 2012 and it's still totally rocking and rolling. So um, if you want to dive into that, of course, that came out before they even had advertising on Pinterest. But most of that book is really marketing strategy and tactic like the stuff we've yeah. been talking about, which is still completely and totally uh, relevant and on point today. So, I guess I'm going to have to email McGraw-Hill and be like, hey, you need to have Jason write an updated version of this book. I know. Exactly. Right. So I'm, it's I'm still good times, man. It's still good times. All right. Yeah. So that's a let's put a, a capstone on put a pin in it. Let's put a pin in the Pinterest topic. That. I, I like that. that. That was good. Yeah. That was completely lame, but I um, for it. And let's uh, shift into what's next for us, buddy. We're going to be doing social contest blueprint relaunch. Relaunch. Um, and we are going to open, If tell me if I got this correct, but we, yeah, the plan is to open the first uh, training video yes. um, on Monday, the 19th. That is correct. On uh, winning on Shopify.com, our yep. website. And um, that'll be available. And it's a great training session all about how to use social contests for massive traffic. Right. And it's been one of our, uh, honestly, I mean, it's one of our uh, trainings that students have immediately jumped into and immediately said, wow, I can't believe this worked this well. I know. And, um, it's one of those things as a teacher, you're like, it actually works. You're like, yes. <laughs> or you get a student who's like, this yes. works a lot better than I thought it was going to. And you're like, well, thank you. We did yeah. actually try yeah. to make something that was uh, yeah. viable. We, we try to have the goods once in a yeah. while. Exactly. And, on, and on the social contest blueprints, absolutely. This training will get you into it. And uh, so we have three videos that will be coming out this next week. First one's Monday, then Wednesday, then Friday. Then right. we will have an open cart, uh, you know, where we will invite you if you're watching this and, and you jump into those trainings. We'll invite you to do social contest blueprints with us and uh, go through the training, set them up and actually learn how to do social contests to really have absolutely fantastic traffic outcomes for your e-commerce, either your Shopify or even Amazon or eBay or Etsy. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Plus, I mean, you build your social audiences, Pinterest, yep. Facebook, Instagram, you build an email list. Hopefully yep. we'll teach you how to monetize your contest. So you're not just spending money and on a contest, but you can actually immediately see some results. Um, yep. The product's ready to go. It just, it's just on and on. a really awesome strategy. Yep. Uh, we've been using it since October, mm -hmm. I believe, November. And we are not stopping. In fact, we're ramping yeah. up our contests and giveaway strategy um, in our business. Like, so I was inspired. Tiny, here's here's a little insight. I was inspired based on Jason's business. He gives away like one free product a week. Yeah. Right. 
So I was like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. So that is like the next implementation for us. We'll continue to do that, but we're going to give away one product a week um, of, of our sketchbook journal. Uh, it cost, cost me more than your digital pattern, but I don't even care because it's just an amazing <laughs> idea and it's more value. And the caveat that we're going to do for that, right, is that we're only going to be, this is only offered if you're on the email list. You have to yeah. be an email oh, list okay. yeah. uh, subscriber. Yeah. to get access to this contest. If you're not there, sorry, you have so no it, shot at winning. So you're tweaking and developing your contrast strategy. Yeah, and you know, this training came about just in case you wonder. Um, when we started our eBay business in 2008, we didn't have any money for marketing. So we started running contests on YouTube and actually did contests for the first three years and it totally revolutionized our, our business. And then we started doing them on Facebook and then we got more sophisticated, started doing them on our own site. And so I, I didn't really think about this being a special topic for training until this last summer when I just started saying to everybody when they would ask, well, do you do contests? And everybody was like, no, I don't. What are you even talking about? You're like, what is this? <laughs> it's like, well, it's basically how everybody gets all the traffic a lot of times, I mean, that's can, how the behemoth of pixiefair.com <laughs> became big. It, it is a fundamental strategy. And right. as marketers, you have to learn how to do contests. If you don't, and you're a marketer, you, you're leaving a tool out of your toolbox. Right. And so this train, anyway, so all that to say, you know, we, we, we realized that we should put together this training in it and it's been fantastic. And so we talk about different methods of contests. Right. And there's five or six, I don't even remember how many are in the training, but there's um, a good number of different types of contests you can run. And yeah, we run several on our website each week, our free pattern giveaway. Like we generally now will do like 11 to 13,000 giveaways a week. If you think about it, cause we're giving away one digital yeah. item and it's got 11 to 13,000 downloads every Friday. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one that's, of our contests. That's amazing. Yeah. I digital goods yeah well so um this has been awesome man if again final commentary on pinterest uh prayerfully consider it if you if you pray about your marketing <laughs> i pray prayerfully consider it the, yes. the heaven is spoken use pinterest exactly. um, now yeah. let me let me throw this out here though for for those who have not used pinterest or maybe there's some marketers who are savvy and watching this somehow over the internet um and you find it and you're like, I'm already crushing it on Pinterest. Hit us up. Let us know what yeah. you're doing. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to, we'll, we'll interview you and be like, tell us about what you're doing on Pinterest because yeah. the, our community um, is all about sharing and building and growing together. And so we are looking always to see what else, who else is doing uh, something awesome. So yeah, no feel free. hit Good us up. Talk. All right, man. Good times. Great topic. Yeah, it was fun and it was uh, educational. I learned some stuff. So awesome. That's always super cool. There you go. All right. Good times, man. All right. See you online. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the e-commerce leader. Hey, don't forget to subscribe because when you do, you'll get notified. And next time you log into your podcast player, you'll see our latest episode nestling at the top of your lists. Thanks again for listening. Oh,